Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Uh, This morning, I want to talk to you about uh, words and declarations this morning. I think it's so important for us to, uh, when, when we get saved, when we come to Christ, that we learn how to speak a different language. That, that we, I'm not talking about, you know, a foreign language. I'm talking about in an earthly way. There's a lot of things that we say that at, at, at times what it does is it limits our future. Um, we've, I think we've, we've grown up and, and gotten accustomed to making ne- negative declarations over our life. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? You know, I, I was thinking about this um, as I was studying uh, declarations and words for quite some time now, just looking at how I deal with my own children. And um, first of all, I'm not the perfect parent, and I don't always say the right things, you know, like many of you. You know, and if you are, are perfect in, in everything that you say, then we, you know, we applaud you. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing right now. This man ain't perfect right here, you know. And uh, there's times that, you know, maybe I'm dealing with the kids and, uh, you know, my, my, my boys are, uh, you know, a little bit challenged in the area of cleanliness with their room. You know, any, any other parents deal with that issue? I mean, we, we help those boys clean their room. And I'm telling you, by the next day, it doesn't look like we even touched it. It's just it's just like a tornado hit, you know, just things all over the place. You know, my youngest one, he's, he likes to contribute to most of that, you know, but we'll, we'll clean the room and, and out of, uh, being frustrated at times, you know, we'll say things like, you know, uh, you can't keep this room clean for even a day. You're so messy. Um, can't you, you know, can't you keep this clean, room clean just for an hour. And, and all those things are, are declarations. And a lot of us grew up, and that may not seem bad to you, but the reality is we, we condition our, our, our words to speak in a negative way, and then we wonder why we have a negative life. But we, we you know, I remember growing up, you know, you, you climb, I was climbing up on things all the time. That's probably why you see my son doing it, you know. But I would climb up on things, and, and what, what do the older people say? You know, get down from there. You're going to hurt yourself. Those are, those are declarations. You know, um, you know uh, stop, stop doing that. You know, you're, you're getting on my nerves. Those are, those are declarations, you know. Uh, we make our own declarations. We're, we're not feeling good. You know, my, my back is killing me. My feet are killing me. Um, I'm so hungry I could die. I've said that many of times, you know, <laughs> in church, too. But we, we've, we've gotten into this mode of always stating, uh, you know, negative things. And this morning, we're, we're going we're gonna to work on that because this is, this is the reality that if we get our words right, we can get life right. That's just the truth. And our theme is, is this year is kingdom come, set, set what right? Set the world right. But you're not going to set anything right. You can't set this thing right. You know what I'm talking about, right? You can clap there. Some of you, you're already worried. You're already shaking in your boots because some of you know you got a big mouth. You know, it's okay. I do too. 
you know, but we're going to work on that this morning. But stand with me. We're going to talk about Genesis chapter 1, lay some foundation, and then we're going to, you know, um, talk about some other things. But you may already know some of this stuff. We're laying a foundation, so don't hit the panic button and go home. Genesis 1 says, in, in the beginning, God created the sky and the earth. The earth was empty and had no what? No form. Darkness covered the ocean, and God's spirit was moving over the water. Verse 3, then God, repeat, said, let there be light, and there was what? Light. Now, verse 6, repeat after me. Then God what? Said. Verse 9, we're skipping over words, but you get the idea. Verse 9, then God. Then the next one, then God. Verse 14, then God. All right, let's pray. Father, we just thank you because what you're saying over our life today is a word of favor, is a word of life. You have said it is finished, God. That was your last word on the cross. And because you finished everything, every battle in our life, God, we can be everything that you say today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and and take your seats. And if you're hungry, just hang with me because I'm not going to take long. Everything on the earth was void until God made a declaration. And we need to understand that. God said, let there be. And whatever he said, it became. Now you have to understand that the kingdom of God operates by declarations. Hebrews 11.3 says, we see the world called into existence. By God's what? Word. So God designed the the world by what he spoke. God designed the world by his words. We understand that. We know that. That's nothing new to you. And when God designed you and I, he created us in his image and he created us with a voice. You and I are the only things in creation that was created with a voice. Because you are the only person in creation that is supposed to use your words to create in this life. Disney and Pixar, all these movies, Beethoven, I don't think Beethoven talks, but some of these other movies out there. You know, you got talking animals and they can they can speak their mind. But, you know, the the animals that they weren't created with a voice. They can bark, but they don't have creative power on the inside like you and I. I'm so glad that my dog can't talk. I'd be worried what he would be saying to me because sometimes I don't treat him the best. So for all the animal lovers, I'm sorry, you know, but I'm so glad my dog can't talk to me. (laughs) Catalina don't like that because she loves her dog. You know, that's all right to love your animals. You know, it's all right. But you were the only one that was created with a voice in all of creation. You know why? Because you're supposed to be his voice here on the earth. The reason why you have a voice, it's not just so that you can communicate, but it's so that you can create like God creates. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 11, or Proverbs 18, 21, we all, when we talk about speaking, we always bring this verse up. It says the, the tongue can bring life or death. Now, I, I think that psychologists and, and, and people in the, the medical field and, and people, sociology, everybody, you know, in, in different fields, different fields of life can all agree that words have power. How many of you remember something positive that was spoken to your life when you were a kid? I can't remember a whole lot. You know, they were there, 
but I don't remember word for word the things that were said. How many of you remember a negative word and you remember negative, like word for word, what was said over your life? Because words have power. And you can mess up a whole lot of things by this thing right here, right? You can cause a whole lot of trouble for yourself with this thing right here. And, you know, there's a, there's a Japanese scientist, that not, not somebody that, that was, has a biblical worldview, but started doing um, experiments on how music would affect water. And what he did is he would play different types of music, uh, put water in a test tube, play different types of music to it, like classical music and, and rock music. And he, he found that, th- that the, the music would form uh, different kind of crystals in the water. And he thought maybe it, it was just had something to do with the sound and the vibrations of, of the water creating these different uh, crystals in, in the water. And then he started doing it with words. So what he did, did is he put spring water in test tubes. And this is years of res- research that, that took place. Put, put spring water in, um, in a test tube. And then he would speak positive words or negative words to, to that water. Would freeze the water. And when it was frozen, he would look at the water molecules under a, a, a high-powered microscope and he found that the words that were that the, the water that was spoken to with positive words developed these patterns and, and beautiful designs, these intricate designs. And, and it looked something like this. So words of hope, you know, came out like like that and love and thanks. And I can do it. Statements like that form these these, you know, intricate designs. And then he looked at the things that that were spoken in a negative way. Let's go to the the other one. And those things didn't form any kind of crystals. They just were shapeless. There was nothing beautiful. The ugly words created an an ugly thing. So you got, you make me sick. So don't say that to people because look what that caused there. (laughs) You fool, you know. And devil, don't ever call anybody the devil there because that that one looks pretty bad, you know. (laughs) But it just goes to show you whether... He, he's basing things off of a, a biblical worldview that words have power. That words can actually change the dynamics in life. That your words, the things that you speak, really do have an effect. And you have to understand that, that when the Bible's saying that the tongue can bring life or death, what God isn't talking about His mouth, He's talking about your mouth. God has put the responsibility of life and on death on what you say. Your mouth has creative power. The Bible says, uses the word tongue there. The Hebrew word there is yad, which means hand. You know what we do thing? You know what we do with our hands? We, we build things. We form things. And just like you, you form things with your hand, you form things with your tongue. You, have, you are forming the family that you have right now by what you're saying. You have formed the atmosphere at your home. If it is a hostile environment, I've been in places like that. Every, there's tension everywhere. There's, there's anger. There's, there's all this, this strife there. And, and that is because that was formed by the words of people's mouth. 
The perception that you live with, what people think about you, that was formed by the things that you say. And if you don't like what people think about you, you have to change the things that you are saying out of your mouth. So we're forming things. We're building things. We're building life. We're we're building an atmosphere. We're building a culture by the things that we're saying. We need to learn to speak right because if words have power, then we can use our words to be the architect of our environment. If you don't like how things have been built in your life or what you've built, you can always change what you're saying about things. If you don't like how how things are right now, you can build a better name for yourself just by changing your conversation. You can you can go further in life just by by changing the the things that you say. Now, look at the second part of of Proverbs 18, 21. It says those who love to talk. How many love to talk? Yeah, I do. You know, those who love to talk will reap the what? The consequences. So the Bible's saying that whether we love to talk about good things or bad things, we reap from what we say. So if we reap, the Bible, the, 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 the Bible talks about sowing and reaping, all of that, but reap is a harvest word, right? So if, if I am reaping what I say, then it, it must mean that my words are what? Seeds. So that's why you have to be careful of, of what you are, you are speaking over your life, what you are speaking to other people, what you are speaking over your family. Because every time you open up your mouth, you are planting seeds. You can't expect to harvest life when all you speak is death. Life produces life. And if, you, if your marriage is just not working and it's not alive, then change what you're saying. Notice the holy hush there. Huh? If your kids, parents, if your kids don't like being around you, change what you're saying. Well, you don't understand how rebellious, the, you know, you think my kids don't get rebellious sometimes? They do. But we can declare a new word over their lives. You have the the capability to plant new seeds and to harvest a new harvest. And if you don't like the kind of harvest that you're producing, then you need to change your seeds. Because this is the reality, folks. You are living on yesterday's seeds. Who you are today is a result of what you've spoken in the past. Now, don't get mad at me. That's the seeds that you've planted. You, you've become who you are. And we, we, we know, all have been through difficult stuff in life. I, I'm telling you, I know that we all got a sad story. We could play the piano and we could all preach about our sad stories. And we could go home sad and then eat too much because we're sad. You know, cause... <laughs> Comfort food, you know, you know what I'm saying? But just because you've been through pain, your conversation doesn't always have to be about pain. Right? Just because people have hurt you doesn't mean that you, you always have to hurt other people. So somebody didn't believe in, in your science project. 
doesn't mean that you don't need to believe in, in other people and speak life. So that, that, that someone didn't ask you to the dance, he, he, he asked somebody else. You were crying over it. You, you can't be mad over that stuff. That's over and done with. But people will, will allow that pain to become part of their, their destiny because they keep talking about those things. And look at what James 3, 4 says. And consider ships, though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. So what is the Bible saying here? That words direct destiny. That if the tongue is compared to a rudder on a ship, then it means that I am steering my life right now. I'm guiding it. By my words. My declarations are deciding my future. They are are guiding my life. They they are directing my path. They are are saying where I am going. And this is the the reality. If you want to know where you're going to be in the next five years, pay attention to what you're saying. That'll tell you. If you want to know where your marriage is going to be, Pay attention to what you're speaking. If you want to know where your kids are going to be in the next five years, then pay attention to what you're speaking. And this is why I had to step back because I looked at what I was saying to my kids. And I'll tell you one thing. I don't, I don't honestly like belittle my kids and say you're stupid and, and you, know, you, you make me sick. I, I don't say that kind of stuff. You know, I, That's just not part of what we do at home. But, but I... At times, I don't speak success over their life. There's times I don't, I don't communicate things the right way at home, just like many of you. When I'm driving, I'm not always blessing everybody. Let's just put it that way. And God convicted me of that. I can't be calling everybody idiots, you know, just when I'm driving. It's a declaration. I'll just... I'm sorry, I'm not perfect, you know. At least I'm not giving them the finger. Okay, you know, just. You remember the children of Israel, they, they, they get a promise, right? They get a promise to, to have a land, a promised land. And they get out of Egypt and they're celebrating. They're happy for a little while. Just like some folks, when they get blessed, are happy for a little while. And then they start speaking death over their life because they start complaining to Moses, you, you brought us out here to die. Start saying, God brought us out here, you know, so, so that he could bring us all the way out here to die. Saying some, some dumb stuff like that. And you know what they did is God has a promise, but they prophesied another future for themselves. And there was a whole other generation. There was a whole generation, the first generation that never made it to the promised land. Why? You know why? Because they spoke their, their way out of the promise of God. Some of you have spoken your way into the life that you're living right now. You've spoken your way into an unhappy life, into an unhappy marriage, into a, an unproductive life 
Because you've, you've prophesied over yourself, and now it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because your words have power. Now, the great thing is I can, I can change my situation just by saying a different thing. But we have, we have gotten so accustomed to steering our life, and we don't know we're doing it. We just, we just think we're talking. We just think that little mouth is just running, running, and, and, but we, we're not connecting what, what, what we're saying to what we have. But what, what you're doing is, is you're, you're speaking, you're, you're declaring destiny. And you know what drives me nuts is when, when people in the church, let's talk about healing. And for, for those that, that come up for healing at times and you leave like, that, well, that didn't work. You, you, you've just made a declaration over your life. Now, this is what drives me crazy. I get, okay, we all get sick, right? We, we all get sick. You know, I had some allergies a couple of days, and I rebuked him not dealing with those things anymore. But, but here, here's the deal, you know. We got people that, that get sick and are living with some kind of issue, and they own, they own that sickness. Because when we talk about the sickness, well, I got this sickness, and this is my sickness, this is, this is my condition. And you were, you were just owning that thing. Now, I'm not declaring that, I'm, I'm not saying, denying the fact that you don't got an issue. Because we all got issues. I'm not saying deny your issues. I'm just saying that you can steer your words in a different direction. You can steer your life in a different direction by changing what you're saying. Instead of just owning that sickness all the time and claiming it and saying it's my sickness, why don't you start talking about your healing? Why don't you start talking about your promise that says, by his stripes, I am healed? Start changing the things that you are saying about your life. You can change where you're ending up. Your words matter because words impart grace. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Let no corrupt word. But what is good for necessary edification, that it may, what? Impart, what? Grace to the hearers. What is grace? It's more than God just... It's more than the song Amazing Grace, folks. Salvation 101. It's, it's, more, it's bigger than Jesus forgiving you, your sin. You know, it's bigger than that. It's God's empowerment to do the will of God in your life. Okay, let's just put it, you know, in simple terms. It's, it's God's empowerment in your life. You, you, when you have a grace for something, you're empowered to do it. And God is saying that as we speak, our words have the ability to impart grace. So I can empower my marriage. I can empower my kids with grace for them to do and be who they need to be just by speaking the right things. Right? I can empower other people by by speaking grace over their lives. But you know what what the good thing about it is? Who's the one that hears you speak the most? Yourself. 
right? You hear yourself talk the most. You know how much grace you can impart to your own life? (laughs) You know how much you can empower yourself? Some of you, you have, you've allowed your words to limit your life. Your words aren't supposed to limit you. They're supposed to launch you into your God-given destiny. And here's the, the, here's the great thing about it is that, that, you know, I don't have to wait for somebody else to speak a word for my life. I know we all need encouragement. I, I know that. I, it's good that, that someone appreciates you and thanks you and, and speaks positive things over your life. But here's the great thing, that if nobody else is doing it, doesn't mean that you can't do it. And you think, well, I'm not crazy, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm not crazy. I don't want to talk to myself. You're, you're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. You are, you are crazy if you don't impart to your own life. And you know what? You can do it. And some of us were so hungry to, for somebody else to speak into our life, but we need to be like David. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. But some of us, we're, we're, we're fishing all the time for somebody to, to pour in value over our lives. Fishing for a word. Whether it's in church or it's out in the world. In the, in the world, women looking for validation from a man and, and, and guys looking for validation with their friends, looking for a word, looking for a word, speak a word over your own life. I remember as a youth pastor, I would have some great kids that would have hard times at, at some points in their life. They, they would go through difficult things. And some of them, you know, I, I'd love to encourage them but some of them, it was the same old thing every week where I would encourage them. And every time I would encourage them, they would just shoot down what I was encouraging. <laughs> you know, you ever meet that, that kind of person? You know, you're an overcomer. Well, yeah, but it's still hard. <laughs> okay, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, you can do all things through Christ. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think I can, but it's still not getting any better. <laughs> All right, that didn't work. You know, cross that out. See what else I got. And then, you know, it's funny because I would be putting finishing touches on a message for Thursday night. I have some interesting characters that would just, and I knew the drill. I knew what what was going on. But forgive me, at at times I just didn't want to deal with it because every time I'm speaking live, they just keep, it's like a shield, their faith shield, you know, to, block everything that I'm saying, you know, like, why are you sitting here then, you know, but here's, here's the deal, I'll be sitting there, you know, just putting finishing touches on a message, and just have kids sit down, just sit there like, <sighs> sit right down at my desk, and I knew what's going on, I just keep doing my stuff, you know, I encouraged this time, kid a thousand times last week, you know, I got stuff to do, and then again, <sighs> Kept doing what I'm doing. <sighs> All right, what's going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> what's really going on? Oh, this is going on. This ain't, you know, this is what you need to do, man. This is what God says you are, you know. But always, always looking for a word. And you know what? If you can't speak word into your own life, 
you limit it. Because not, there's not always going to be somebody to speak into your life. If you can't talk good things to your life, you're limiting your own life. Because we, we need to be able to look in the mirror at times and say, you know what, it's tough, but I'm going to make it. These kids may be acting crazy, but they're going to have an encounter with God that's going to change their life. You know, this husband of mine, he don't pick up his underwear off the floor, but in the name of, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to change. <laughs> Let's move on. Jesus used his words to change his environment. Look at the scriptures here. Hurry up here. Scriptures here. They're coming. There they are. Okay, see, we, we look at Jesus, how we dealt with things, and, and Jesus is, is interesting because when he's in the storm, he doesn't complain about it. He just speaks to it. But he doesn't pray for, for the storm to go away. And I love it because Jesus doesn't do this thing where he's like, all right, Peter, John, everybody hold hands and get in a circle because this ship is going down. We need to pray to my father right now. All right? He declared a word of peace, and there was peace. What about the ones that came up looking for healing? He's he's like, oh, no, Peter, oh, man, you should see this guy, man. this, This guy is in bad shape. We need to get a prayer meeting going, prayer chain, 24 hours, seven days a week, till this guy can change his situation. No, Jesus, what did he do? spoke are you getting this he spoke no messages on Facebook am I saying that it's wrong to ask for prayer absolutely not but I'm telling you this is that a lot of us have lived beneath our abilities to be able to speak over situations And we're glad that you come up for prayer. Keep coming up for prayer. I think we need to always come have somebody else agree with us in prayer. I think that that, that's a powerful thing. But you can declare something over your situation yourself. You don't don't need anybody else to do that. You You can partner with God over your circumstance and speak to your environment and declare a new reality. Now, God is looking for someone to partner with him to release the right declaration so he can accomplish his will on the earth. Because God needs your voice. He needs your permission to accomplish his will here on the earth. And you do it with your words. Now, look at what happens with Ezekiel. Ezekiel is, is in the Old Testament, he's... Um, put in this valley of dry bones, right? He's, he's, he's in this situation, this dead situation. And, and God tells Ezekiel this in verse uh, four. He says, then he said to me, speak a what? Prophetic message to these bones and what? Does he tell him to pray? No. He says, 
and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. So he tells them not to pray about the problem. He tells them to prophesy to it. He tells them to to speak a declaration. Now, is Pastor Matt anti-prayer? Absolutely not. We pray to have fellowship with God. We declare to change situations, though. We pray to get the Father's heart. We pray God because, because it's part of our, our, our way that we build relationship with the Lord. But God has given you power with your words. And he tells Ezekiel, speak and prophesy. Some of us have been complaining about things. I want to challenge you to prophesy to that problem. You might, might be thinking, you know what? I don't even know how to prophesy. Yes, you do. Because every time you say, this is never going to change. This, these kids are driving me crazy. <laughs> this, this marriage, I don't think it's going to work out. Every time you talk to your friends, I'm struggling. I don't think I can make it this marriage anymore. You, you are prophesying to your life right there. You know how to prophesy. We just at times speak the wrong word. If you don't know what to prophesy, speak his word. God gives him his word. And he said, God says, say this, Ezekiel. God has given you his word to speak. It's the Bible. And you, if you don't know what else to prophesy, pick a word in the Bible and speak it and prophesy it over your situation. And here's the deal. A lot of times we have a hard time speaking to dead things. And you know what? We, we, it feels unnatural. It feels fake to us at times. Like, man, I'm, you want me to speak to my finances? They can't hear me. You think the bones could hear Ezekiel's voice? They didn't even have ears anymore. They, those came off a long time ago. And it feels unnatural for us to speak something positive or life when the opposite is happening. And you know why it feels weird for us to prophesy to the problem? Because we don't have faith that our words can change the situation. So then all we do is we beg God and petition with God. We have this begging mentality. God, please, 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 please. Because you don't have any belief in your own words that if you declare a thing that you can change it. The Bible says, this is, he tells Ezekiel, say, say to these bones. The same word say here is the word um, amar, if we see the same word in Hebrew in, in Genesis, when God is creating the world and he's speaking and he's saying things, this is the same word in Genesis, um, amar, that God is telling Ezekiel now to, to do now. So God is, is telling Ezekiel to do what he just did in Genesis. And now he's telling man to create just like he created. And you know who else tells us to do, do that? Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Not he will have what I say, speaking about Jesus, but he will have whatever he says. You will have Whatever you say. You want a new marriage? You will have whatever you say. 
You want healing in your body? You will have whatever you say. You want them kids to get saved? You will have whatever you say. And if God says to open up my mouth and speak to the mountains, then it must mean that I have the authority to move them. The mountains have to respond to your voice. Your mountain has to respond to your voice, but you have to be saying something. God is not going to speak it for you. You have to declare it yourself. And the reality is this. There's a miracle in your mouth. In your, your mouth, there is breakthrough. There are solutions to problems in your mouth. There is things that God wants to do with your mouth. And just like God moved with Ezekiel, and as, as Ezekiel spoke the word of the Lord, things that were disconnected came connected. Things that were dead now had life, but Ezekiel had to speak it first. If your faith doesn't move your mouth, your faith won't move anything. So if you believe it, then speak it. If you want to see it, then say it. If you want to do it, then you need to declare it. Job 22, 8 says, 22, 28, you will also what? Declare a thing. And it will be established for you. How many of you need God to establish some things in your life? How many people need God to establish something in your family right now? You need God to establish some new things. You need God to establish, to build some things in your life. Well, here's the truth, folks. You will declare a thing and it will be established for you. Stand with me. We're going to close up right now. The word that Jesus used when he says, say to this mountain is the word Lego. And it means to command and to declare. The same word as Amar with Ezekiel, to command and declare. Command and declare. You want to see it? Command and declare it. Don't complain about it. You want to see things rearranged in your life? Command and declare it. This is not some new age kind of idea that Oprah said on on the Oprah show about speaking positive words. Jesus thought about it first. And what's powerful is when we speak his word, not just any word. When we speak his word and we believe it like it's a done deal. And then God says it will happen for us. You will have what you say. So let me ask you this. What is it that you need to see right now? If God's not moving, you're probably not speaking. If the mountain's not moving, you're probably not saying anything. You might be talking about how big the mountain is. You may be talking about how dead and dry those bones are in that situation. You might be talking about how dead that marriage is how dead your dreams are and how dry everything is in your life but you're just not saying the right things and I'm telling you what what the Bible's saying declare a thing and it will be established for you I want you to bow your heads close your eyes some of you I just want to thank you for downloading this message for more information on our church visit us at www.cwcsj.org.